0: Welcome to this week's play-by-play of the Hangtime Podcast. Joining us now, comedian Chelsea Peretti, NBA All-Star, Roy Hibbert. Roy is our nation's most treasured actor. He's got chops, he's got talent, and he also has three tickets to Lakers Lakers. <laughs> with your
1: host... Elliot Anderson. Stop it now behind his head.
0: Sekou Smith,
2: Lang Whitaker, and Rick Fox. Our next guest should have been our first guest, Isaiah Thomas. How do you think you would play in today's NBA with the rules the way they are? Be honest. Uh... Our average forty. Years, <laughs> we will win a lot.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's our main man, Roderick Turner from the Los Angeles Times. Hey, you. Can I say this first? <laughs> you know you. When, can. I, when I was covering the Lakers, when Rick Fox played, I had hair.
3: They wore me out. Now it's time for the tip off.
1: Forty. And a record, they want to break it. And tonight, 119 to
0: <laughs> the Golden State Warriors rocking and rolling. Doing things that uh, few and sometimes no teams have done before. Seku Smith from the Hangtime blog at NBA.com. Lang Whitaker from the All Ball blog. Oh. And... Mr. All-World blog himself, Ulrich Fox. What's up? Rocking and rolling on the Hangtime Podcast. Uh, Rick is shameless. Shout out Shout out to the Lakers for uh, interrupting the party. Yeah. You know, the stunner of the season. The, the biggest upset yeah. in NBA history. Popped the Golden State Warriors in an afternoon game on Sunday. I, I have to admit, I enjoyed watching how crazy that was, seeing the Warriors just play. The, our, I guess it was their worst game of the season. Even, I mean, they've lost five others, but that had to be the worst game they've played uh, all season long.
2: And I didn't even try to watch it. because <laughs> You just knew it was going to be a beat. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was going to be. The, oh, right. And when you have – I mean, you guys know, when you have kids, especially really young kids, you kind of have to – you have your schedule figured out a day in advance. And <laughs> I had not collectively bargained – that viewing time into my schedule that so was one I, game you put on the uh <laughs> yeah i was like yeah I'll, I'll take the l on this one just like the warriors did yeah. no,
3: uh, I, was, I was proud of the young kids yeah but, uh, i i was more shocked at, at at 48 minutes past yeah and the warriors didn't pull themselves out of that tailspin i just thought i thought after the halftime they would have taken a a uh, good a good yelling from Steve Kerr, and they might have woken up a little bit with all the stars in the stands, been a little embarrassed and came back. And, but I think that overconfidence of the success they've had all year and the ability to have done that to, to better teams yeah. in the season, maybe let them, you know, let that drag out a little longer than they should have.
2: Also, nah. a noon start after a Saturday night off yeah, Exactly,
3: exactly.
0: <laughs> That was a schedule loss. As what, you know, in addition to the Lakers just outplaying them, which happens, I mean, you know, it's going to happen. But uh, was it was entertaining? I, I a lot of my uh, my dad, who's a big Lakers fan, um, and my uncle who lives in San Diego, uncle slash cousin who lives in San Diego. Uh, one of my good buddies, Lang, you know, Robert Landart. I, mm-hmm. uh, I knew all of them would be contacting me after their Lake. All of a sudden, their Lakers again Sunday. Yeah. yeah. After after being abandoned. All season long. <laughs> and it was weird because Kobe, it was Kobe's last Sunday matinee game. And he he kind of watched the young guys do the business. You know, he watched Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson, who's been a real breath of fresh air, I'm sure, for Lakers fans. And uh, D'Angelo Russell, you know, do their thing, which was uh, had to be different for Kobe sitting there and watching it like that.
2: So I, I was right, right, The D'Angelo Russell should have been playing this whole time?
0: Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and say yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I didn't like the way Byron Scott was using him either. I think trying to protect him from himself.
2: Using him oh. meaning not using him? Yeah, like trying to, you know, <laughs>
0: well, we want to protect him from from what? Like let yeah. him get out there and play and, and work through all the issues. You know, I think that's important for a rookie, especially when you're counting on to be – a part of your, few, you know, he's clearly one of the building blocks for whatever comes next, um, and they should have let him get out there and let his hair down, as they say, and play through the mistakes. Yeah. Um,
3: looking, looking at uh, looking at the results, though, I mean, back to back games, uh, wins, and now got how many wins do they have now? Oh, careful,
0: let's not three. let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, yeah. well, look, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they can still make to- the playoffs.
3: Well, no, no, but they could (laughs) screw up their top thirteen, their top three pick, which they have to get. Yes, they have to get. They have to finish in the bottom three to get that pick. Uh, and and right now they have fourteen wins. Phoenix, I mean, fourteen wins. Phoenix has seventeen wins, and Brooklyn Sixers have eight and eighteen. Yeah. So I'm telling you right now, if they go around and win another three or four and tie themselves with Phoenix or miss out on that top pick after oh, this season. disaster. That would be – Disaster. Everyone needs to be fired. Somebody
0: better tell Jordan Clarkson to relax then because he, he doesn't care about the lottery pick. Jordan Clarkson's trying to, trying to show you that he's legit. Yeah. You know, he, he better come up with a phantom back injury at some point. If they get too close to screwing up the pick, it'll be –
2: Anyway, or or just put Kobe like Kobe. Just give it to Kobe (laughs) and take take all the shots you want, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Let's let's detour for a minute from uh, our normal basketball conversation to uh, two things that I got to tell you guys. Some of the best TV I've seen, um, both involving Los Angeles or someone we know that you know lives in Los Angeles. The first is. Have you guys watched any of this O.J. Simpson show on FX? Yes. Oh my God! It's I gotta give Amen. I gotta give a shout out to FX. This is the most beautifully cast television show I've <laughs> well, ever seen.
2: Well, wait, 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 wait. Except for O.J.
0: Well, that's but the the disaster is in Cuba Gooding being a five foot seven O.J. Um,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> he's, he's shorter than Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: he's the same height as Greg. <sighs> but Our the best part producer. is the the lady playing Marsha Clark. John Travolta yeah. playing Bob Shapiro and Courtney B. Vance killing it as Johnny yeah. Cocker. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. you sure this thing is, is unbelievable. Um, yeah. It's great. I can't stop watching it. And the other highlight of uh, my television viewing the last week was no doubt our very own Ulrich Fox making his debut on Shameless, which is. Me? Yes. Me? Which is, by the way.
2: I think it was Rick. I couldn't tell. It was the acting was so <laughs> It's the filthiest show on TV. So so immersive. I lost I just thought <laughs> guy coming out of the back of a barbershop. Frank yeah. Gallagher's
0: the worst father in the history of humankind. Real or you know yes, he is. celluloid. But I mean t- Rick tell us just how much fun is it being on the set of the, of that ridiculously crazy show?
3: Well, well, the, the show is pretty shameless. Uh, it's hundred
0: percent shameless.
3: It hits its, it hits its title right <laughs> on, on the Uh But, but uh, I didn't get to do. Well, I, I did get to do some absurd things. Uh, <laughs> but I did them with William H Macy, mm-hmm. uh, who is obviously a legend and and was amazing to work with. Uh, but I, you know, when I watch that episode. <laughs> I, it's a lot more things going on <laughs> in that episode. And I was like, okay, I got to do some crazy stuff with all, the uh, all uh, the office and antics, uh, with Frank, but man, there was some other stuff going on yes. in that episode too.
0: That show is uh, not for, it's not for the children.
3: It's not for the children. <laughs> it is not for the children. Uh, but what it goes down for me is one of the, one of my, uh, over the 20 plus years I've been doing this. Uh, one, one of the, most memorable moments uh, on a set acting with with William H. Macy. Uh, And that scene is probably up there for me with uh, the coaches (laughs) from He Got Game with Jesus Shuttlesworth. So So I um, I had a good time doing it and got quite the response.
0: Yeah. I texted Lang the other night and told him, I was like, man, I was like, this is Rick's best work. (laughs) (laughs) Just the opening line when you bust out the back. I was like, oh, this is (laughs) – I, I watched
2: it yesterday, and uh, I texted Rick last night and told him I was proud of him because he held his own. He did one on one with an Academy Award nominee. That's and... right. Yeah, I appreciate
3: that. No, then Clinton Lang, Lang proceeded to tell me he was just being nice. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't tell you that
0: part about how he's saying you're going to get a Razzie for your performance. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, I mean, if, listen. If you want to overdose on on Rick Fox. You can you can, <laughs> tune, in, you can tune in next uh, this coming Monday. On hit the floor. I returned to, to as well. So, dude,
0: seriously, honestly, how many jobs do you have?
3: Hey, you see that at tweet? one time? So Wale tweeted, which was hilarious. He said Rick Fox has two million three hundred and sixty-seven nine hundred and twenty-two uh, jobs and about twelve NBA jobs as well. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He's like brother, man." He goes, "I want your agent and your
0: manager. <laughs> <laughs> Who they are?" It's ridiculous, man. Because my my wife actually, you know, I didn't... She watches Shameless on DVR. Like, she doesn't watch it... She doesn't watch anything when it's on. She tapes everything yes, yes, and then yes. watches it later. So she's like, I got to show you something. And I come downstairs and she's like, I want to show you something. And I'm like, what? So she's fast-forwarding through Shameless, not realizing I'd already seen it. But she wanted to show me the part where you bust out of the back. And I was like, I was like, what are you doing? She's like, just wait, just wait, wait till you see it. And then you come bust out and i I... She pushed play, and I, I said the line to her, so she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't realize I'd already watched it. Oh, that's funny. I was like, "Come on, I, I don't miss Shameless." Then when my boys on there, I gotta gotta yeah. tune in and watch you get it in. But uh, the, you well, know, TV the TV viewing right now, this is my favorite time of the year. They call it, you know it's March Madness and all that good stuff. But we get NBA games all the time, obviously on NBA TV and the other networks, TNT mm-hmm. on Thursday nights and. I don't know that you could have a better lineup TV-wise than some of these games we're getting. The Saturday night matchups on ESPN have been fantastic. Yeah, they have. You know, a lot of these – you know, and and I love it when Kenny and Charles and Shaq bash on the game on, you know, whatever the game is on Thursday. Like, oh, (laughs) this is horrible. You know, Charles is like, ah, I can't watch this. I don't know why we got this team. But there have been some good games. There have been Mm -hmm. some quality performances. Um that I I do not mind tuning in for. Uh, And I think, what, with 20, roughly 20 games or less for everybody down the stretch, it's worth watching. The standings on both sides of the the conference divide are fluid, you know, um, after the top three or four teams. It's going to be interesting to see who does what. There are going to be some teams that clinch playoff spots, I think, in the last week, two weeks of the season.
2: It might come down to the last – day
0: that'd be awesome I was you know I remember being in New Orleans last year for the yeah. Pelicans and the Spurs I mean that's that's good stuff to me yeah um, um I don't mind it at all I'm sure these teams and coaches are like losing hair over it but yeah um who is th- our
2: as are our bosses trying to figure out where to send us for the, <laughs> for the playoffs exactly so we book it for the last day who
0: do you think uh with the the Pacers and the Bulls are seven and eight right now with Charlotte is six in the east The Pistons are right there. Washington's within a couple games. Do you think the Pistons or Wizards can overtake one of those teams for that seventh or eighth spot? Mm. I I want
2: to – go ahead, Rick. No, I I need to look at the standings again. I want to say that Washington can Mm -hmm. just because I feel like they have these players who have been there before and they have – Lots of different play, you know. They have they can go big, they can go small. They yeah. they got a coach who's been in the postseason before, and
0: the addition of Marquise Morris has really helped.
2: Yeah, but giving them they, a different they they just keep they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, seems like and and Buick three
0: in a row. I know
2: keeps getting injured, and and I don't know. Just, they feel like they're snake bit a little bit to me. Yeah.
0: Chicago has kind of surprised me. Um, mm-hmm. They're playing better than I thought they would with all the. In- Adversity they faced. Um,
3: well, they got healthier. Yeah, first of all. they got some guys back. And so Kyle's that's, been playing well. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see them dropping. Mm-hmm. I don't see them dropping out even at that eighth spot. I don't see them dropping out of anything. I see them climbing a little bit. Right. Charlotte better be careful. But Charlotte's been playing well. They've won four and four in a row, row. Yeah,
0: they. Kimball's killing so it. I, I think you
3: may have, you may have your, you may have your eight. But mm-hmm. Detroit is only you know Detroit's a half a game out of eighth.
0: And I, I uh, thought but, Detroit would be in that mix. I'm surprised that they've fallen back to where they have. But I guess a team without, yeah, a lot of playoff seasoning, you know, you got to be ready to finish the deal. And then, without much,
2: without much depth. Yeah, yeah.
0: My bigger question to you guys is: is
3: is did Miami find something without at
2: mm.
3: Which is odd to say, yeah. uh, having won five in a row. And can Toronto catch Cleveland?
0: Cleveland needs to be careful because not that i don't think they could go on the road in the playoffs and handle their business but you don't want to put yourself in that predicament
2: i think the one place you don't want to go is toronto yeah that's that's not
0: something you want to have to do um boston has been a surprise to me in the east and you know in that they're going to end up with a top four seed probably and i would have never guessed that coming into this season uh but I don't yes. know. I, I think Toronto can catch Cleveland. At the, the way Cleveland is up and down right now, yes, I think it could happen.
3: That would be impressive. Yeah, I think that'd be impressive. I, I'm looking at the the Celtics record down the stretch here because mm-hmm. to me they they they've been solid, but they also have to finish strong because it's such a tight such a tight race there between three and six. Mm-hmm. Um, they got they go to Memphis. Um, They got a couple games on the road against Indiana. Yeah. They play against OKC. They go to Toronto. Philly's okay, but they play Toronto again. They go to Clippers. They go to Portland. They go to Golden State. They go to Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, so they got some, you know, they got some real, their schedule's kind of challenging. And even though they've been playing well, you know, you'll see this. I think it's going to get really exciting down the stretch because a lot of these teams facing off, you know, will dictate – who makes it to the playoffs and it'll, they're all teams vying for the playoff spot you know yeah. so they'll have, these games will have weight to them unlike with some yeah some april's look like you know where when the no, people are
0: resting and right yeah. i tell you right now lang i would love to see that four or five with the heat and the hawks in the first round Ooh. that would be that would Here, be a good series
2: here's the thing with the heat when rick mentioned you know they they might have found something without box i mean since since the all-star break they've let me see. They're five and two. They're nine and two since the All Star break, and Bosch has been out since the All Star break. Mm-hmm. Those two losses were to Golden State and Boston, and and those are really out of that that whole nine and two. That's the only two teams that are like a top four team in either conference oh, that they that. played. Right. 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 They also beat they beat Atlanta, Washington, Indiana, the Knicks, the Bulls, and then the Suns and the Sixers twice. Right. Right. So they've had a favorable schedule, and I mean, were we, that kind of leads to the point of me saying, "Well, what, what do you want? They're supposed to lose those games." No, they won <laughs> the games they were supposed to win, right? Yeah.
0: With Joe Johnson, does he need yeah. that much better? No, it's, it's it started before Joe, before okay. they got Joe. You know, okay. they were they were kind of they had two games I think where they really surprised. You know, Hassan Whiteside played through the roof, mm-hmm. um, but I think you're you're right, Lane. The schedule no doubt plays a part. Uh, you know, because it's the same thing in the Western Conference. You know, you look at the teams that have been rocking since, you know, the All-Star or or before it, like Portland, you know. What they're doing is unbelievably impressive. Even with them losing three in a row and struggling a little bit on this, this road trip they've been on, um, Damian Miller's playing out of his mind, you know, yeah. and just killing it. He and McCollum and a lot of those role players – one of my favorite under the radar dudes, Al Farouk hmm has been playing really well. Gerald Henderson has really stepped up. They
2: and Davis too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I like to see that out of a team. The team that's slip-sliding to me a little bit right now is Dallas. You know, mm-hmm. they were they were fighting for in that four or five neighborhood earlier in the season, and now they're down to seven. You know, and, you think they slide out. I don't think they slide out, but I think they're gonna have to hold on. Like they're gonna have to strap up the seatbelt down I the stretch.
2: Know who, I don't. I don't. I think Utah is going to jump into that top eight.
0: No, I don't, I don't know if they okay. will either. Do you think Houston holds on? Unfor- unfortunately for a lot of people, yes.
2: Yeah. Just, I, I mean, they're more they
0: talented than some of these other teams. I mean, just yeah. flat more talented. You know, the Grizzlies have been a nice surprise. Big yeah. win over Cleveland. Yeah. Um, the hate. Was, what it? I saw the graphic here. The, hateful, other day, the eight. hateful Eight. I love that. So,
2: somebody said it. It's you know it's a, a rough group of guys when they have a hateful Eight hate and Zach Randolph and Zach, doesn't even. Zach doesn't can't doesn't make, even the make the cut. cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
0: Yo, that's that's my that's my all MMA team. Like you don't want to catch these dudes in, on the I'd wrong be afraid day. Of that team. Yeah. Might beat you down. But I mean, Dallas to me is in danger only if Utah can can find a way to get on a, you know, in a groove and. That was a big win for your Hawks, Lang. Going in there and beating Utah, Utah the other man, night,
2: I, last night. I, I watched that whole game. And yeah, they they desperately need a point guard. And Sheldon Mac is okay, but yeah, you know, in the fourth quarter, and they've done this pretty regularly. They, they played Rodney Hood at point guard, and, yeah. and Jeff Teague just shredded him. Like he he can't guard other point guards. Um, they they really Utah just doesn't have an answer yeah. um, for other point guards.
0: I don't think Sacramento has, you know, I don't see them getting on a run or them, you know. I think, I think the eight in the West is actually tighter yeah. than the than the eight in the East. And if you know, I think the Clippers could catch the Thunder if we're talking about who maybe passes somebody up, mm. um, which would be huge because the Clippers need to get out of that four hole. Yeah. So they can avoid the, the
2: Grizzlies. And the Clippers must be shaking their heads. because They've played the Grizzlies every. Year.
0: I know. <laughs> they yeah. need to avoid the Grizzlies at all costs. Uh,
2: I want the Grizzlies to, to get up into that four. I don't think they will, yeah. but because they're they're no, twenty-five losses. That's a lot to, to catch up. Yeah but. yeah.
0: but just think about. I mean, think about Oklahoma City having to go through that Grizzlies team in a in a first round matchup. <sighs>
2: I don't think anybody wants to go through that Grizzlies No,
0: take some starch out of you. I guarantee that. Uh, that's speak- what Mark Gasol out. Exactly. Speaking of the I Clippers.
2: Just, I just want Memphis to stick around so I can go to Memphis for the playoffs and go to Gus's Fried Chicken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, cool. as far as the Clippers are concerned, have they changed your mind, Rick Lang, about who and what we thought they were earlier in the season?
2: I want to see Blake come back. Yeah,
3: right. I want to see how that, re- that return.
0: I mean, because we, we were writing them off a month and a half ago, 2 months ago before all this stuff with Blake went down.
2: Yeah, I I think we forget how good Blake can be and how good he was last year. Mhm. Um especially toward the end of the regular season. Right. Um and now we're everyone's like, "Oh, well, they they're better without Blake." Well, we they're they're playing well and they don't have Blake, but I don't want to say they're better without him. Yeah.
0: Right. They, they've. To me, it's not just Blake. It's also the subtraction of Lance Stevenson and Josh Smith. They took away two guys that weren't really helping their chemistry. Right. Um, right. And I'm not knocking either one of those guys. It just didn't fit. It didn't work.
2: I wonder if that happens with Houston with Ty Lawson gone. With, <sighs> I mean, I don't know what chemistry – issues they may have had or didn't have but yeah i just wonder if it's more addition by subtraction and now they're forced to kind of go back to the way they played that they were successful yeah last season
0: i don't know um i thought i thought ty lawson going to indiana was a peculiar fit you know but larry bird has had some success oh. with hard cases so you never yes. know um the, to me, and we talked about it before the season, the Clippers remain the most intriguing team for me in terms of what is their ceiling. Like where where do they end up this year? If if they make a top, say they get a top three finish in the regular yeah. season and make it to the conference semifinals, is that enough? For what? To, to keep everything intact and say, you know, we'll continue on the same path for another year or two, whatever. Or do you think there's more pressure? on the Clippers and that?
2: I don't know. I mean, we I don't think we've reached the point yet where usually before big changes like that happen, the owner will come out and say something and mm-hmm. kind of warn everybody, you know, like, and and I don't think we've reached, I don't think Ballmer's reached that point yet where he's come out and said, well, all right, we got to get this going guys. Right. Um, I
3: think, I think we've been at that point since last year. They just don't know it. <laughs> Who doesn't know it? <laughs> They're just oblivious to it.
2: The players don't know it, or the no, owner doesn't. No, the
3: know. organization. I, yeah. I don't think they want to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, from the outside looking in, and because we're we're obviously not blinded by the thought that from the in, inside of the organization that oh we're right there. You know, like Doc Doc's always talking about. We just got to keep knocking on the door and right. knock it down, right? And and I, and I, and we look at what's happening around them, right? And unfortunately I just don't think that the, I think the, it's strange to say but I think their window was never open mm. it, it felt open but just style of play personnel just it, it, everything is exciting to watch i I like them I, they're a very good team they're just they're just the way they're constructed and the way things are structured around them in terms of their competition mm-hmm. just I don't I don't see it I don't I don't see it
2: and, you're saying they're like one of those kids that runs and jumps through the, the window, but it's actually a sliding glass door that's closed. <laughs> and they, they he bounces
0: off of, off of yeah.
3: <laughs> YouTube infamy. Well, well that's what's kind of happened every year the last three yeah. years,
2: yeah.
0: right? Um, and um, does, does L.A. feel that way, Rick, you think? Like, is that the vibe in the city? That- well, not with Clipper fans because right. you know they're king
3: of the hills right now, right. and so to be king of the hill in L. A. is it's a pretty good feeling. You know, yeah. they had the best team in L. A. the last few years, mm-hmm. and that's 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 odd for Clipper fans to be to right. be digesting, and, and so they're they're pretty yeah, uh, right. They're pretty full. Hey, it's my daughter. Hold on,
2: Rick's agent.
0: <laughs> well, listen, that's a perfect timeline. Rick's for... agent.
2: I got another job
0: for you. <laughs> that's a perfect time to kind of. Um, go into our conversation that we had with JJ Redick um during All-Star weekend about the Clippers his podcasting future which we would like to uh, dismiss and shun in every way imaginable um but my my daughter says hi hey such hey. yeah. But an interesting take, you know, on the Clippers and what what makes that team tick based on our conversation with JJ Reddick in Toronto during All-Star weekend. J.J. Redick, L.A. Clippers, joined us here. He's just I guess this is the last time we'll talk to you before you blow up on the podcast scene and put us out of business, huh?
1: I'm not trying to put anybody out of business. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just explaining to you guys, like I had no idea what I was getting into when I, I started a podcast, but it's incredible how much amazing content is out there, and not just for the NBA, uh, but for pop culture. Uh, there's, a, there's a podcast I listen to, like Things You Should Know. And yeah. it, it goes into these details about, Uh, you know, stuff from, you know, Greek culture all the way to like how to tie your shoes the right way. It's, (laughs) it's pretty incredible. So I'm, I'm just excited to, to, to have a podcast and to to be doing it. It's, it's a lot of fun.
2: What kind of, um, preparation do you do for your podcast? Uh, well,
1: (laughs) you know, it's, it's still evolving, but, but, uh, first of all, you know, (laughs) that's a good non-answer. Yeah. No, I, (laughs) I, I, (laughs) um, you know, I want to have a guest on most weeks. Uh, Right now I'm building my base, so I'm going to focus <laughs> on basketball. But eventually I'll move uh, into other areas, business and pop culture. I think uh, you know, this, this coming week will be my third episode. Uh, I, I have scheduled right now uh, for episode six a non-basketball guest. Give us
2: some exclusives.
1: Um, Come on. So the, it's a friend of mine. Okay. He, he's, he's in the entertainment industry in, in Los Angeles. And he's, uh, he's an Englishman, and he's the funniest person I know. So we're, gonna, we're just going to kind of crack it up a little bit. Okay. Um, but, you know, the preparation, it's probably an hour or so of preparation and then an hour or so to actually record and do the tags and, and do the open and all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to still be a basketball player because <laughs> that is my, my number one priority.
0: So your career, you know, you, you look at it from where you were early in your career in Orlando, What was the move to LA like, and do you feel like it it kind of gave you a a chance to rebrand yourself when you got to the Clippers? Um, I really enjoyed
1: my time in Orlando, especially the five years I spent with Stan Van Gundy. Um, You know, Stan wanted me to come off the bench, and that's kind of the role I had. Although I finished a lot of games, I never got to be a full time starter uh, with Stan. So when I when I hit free agency after my seventh year. I don't want to say that was the, the most important thing, but it was certainly one of the, the factors that went into my decision-making process was I wanted to go to a place where I would at least have the opportunity to be a full-time starter, and I've gotten that opportunity here in Los Angeles, and, and playing for Doc and playing with Chris and CP and DJ uh, ha- has been the best years of my career.
0: We know you got a rip and run, man, but we appreciate you joining us. We're going to be tuning in to the podcast. And, um, it's called The Vertical
1: Podcast yeah, with J.J. Redick, and you can find it anywhere that you, know, you can subscribe to podcasts.
0: We appreciate that. Right. By the Thanks
2: way, guys. don't put us out of business. All right. <laughs> or at least hire us.
0: <laughs> End of transmission. Even after listening to JJ Reddick, Rick, are you still unconvinced that the Clippers are ready for that next step?
3: Well, obviously I changed my mind completely now. <laughs> 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 you know, I, look, I'm a huge fan of docs. Yeah. Um and I really, really I really admire the the leadership that Chris Paul is mm. uh been able to bring to the table for that organization time and time again in the midst of adversity. Players are out. You know, situations arise. Yeah. He always seems to step up. Uh, I didn't fully understand the roster selections and additions at the start of the year. I thought they were just signing up for a log jam that was eventually going to be difficult to To have any of those veterans really settle in and break through, so now they seem to be on. You know, they now seem at least settled in on their roster for the stretch run here. And and if once again they can keep knocking on that door, maybe maybe they get some fortuitous opportunities through through teams' lack of fortune because it is you got to be lucky too. They've
2: had some bad breaks, yeah. They definitely had
3: some. So they need (laughs) have they had some bad (laughs) breaks.
0: You know what wouldn't be a bad thing, though, is to see them matched up in that second round. Like, to see, I want to see them get through the first round and then see where they stack up legitimately sure. in, in the conference.
2: You don't want to see them be the 4 seed because in the second round you get Golden State.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying either way, that, that's that second round is going to show you somebody's true colors, you know. And I think maybe something like that puts a mirror up to you know for the clippers so they figure out exactly where they are and what needs to change or what has to happen for them to take another step and to me it could be something dramatic or maybe not maybe it's something subtle you know maybe it's the addition of somebody and not necessarily the subtraction of one of their core guys right Um, you never know but i think i just like i said they they hold so much intrigue to me this season and uh i'll get i'm gonna get a chance to watch them a couple times this weekend with frodo we're going out to uh to L.A. and uh, working on some stuff. And we're going to get a chance to – I want to see him up close. And, like, I want to – you know how it is, Lang, when you go – when we go out during the playoffs, more so than the regular season because we're in our our home spots, Rick. We don't really hit the road until playoff time. You get a chance to see how a team interacts and what their locker room is like. You know what I'm saying? I need need to look under the the skin on this Clippers team to find out if there's something there. If there's a glitch, or, or if it's you know something else is going on, but also you, we
2: get to we get to be like the playoff teams because we spend four, five, six days in a row with right. the same team, right? Yeah, and, right.
0: You know, kind of embed with them and just to see if what you you know what you've been watching all season long is right or is it different when you're around them day after day. I'm curious to see how they act. So, right. but I'm sure you guys are curious to to know who is on top of the standings in bragging rights. Uh, oh let's God. hope it's me. It's time
3: for bragging rights as the guys put their rep on the line.
0: Bo bringing us in to bragging rights. Uh, if I'm not in first place, th- we're cutting this off right now. So You're clearly uh, you and uh, Lang are tied right now. 20-
2: I'll take 16. the mic,
0: Frodo. I'll take it rick is now 15 and 24 after an over three <laughs> Last week. man you had a great you had a great week on your other jobs but not here <laughs> how did i go over three? three echo fox <laughs> oh my God. all right so here we go oh, man you better uh, start cramming for this thing let's start this friday
1: night miami at
0: chicago it's an nba tv game
2: yeah on the network uh I'm going to go Miami.
0: I don't know. I like I like the way Chicago's been competing. They're mm. getting guys out there. I'm going to go with the Bulls.
3: Oh, man. You guys are both tied at first, so <laughs> no matter who I pick, I gain ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just like Miami right now. I'm going Miami. All
0: right. Saturday night, ABC game. OKC mm. at the Spurs. Yeah, mm. that's gonna be a good one. Um, depending on who Pop rests, and you know Pop missed a couple games, obviously uh to, tend teams, to some family business.
2: But both teams are off the night before, so yeah, back
0: to back. How many? How many times has San Antonio lost at home this season? Okay, I'm going Spurs. Yeah, I'm going Never. Spurs. I'm going Same, team, yeah. <laughs> Spurs, it is. Everybody, Spurs. Okay. Yep. And then uh, final game will be.
1: Sunday, Sekou Smith will be in attendance. Cleveland at the Clippers.
2: Ooh,
0: that should be a good one. Uh, no Blake. Cleveland dealing with drama. You know, with cryptic tweets. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take uh, the Clippers. That's a that's a nooner though, local time. 12:30. Yep. Yeah, I'm going with the Clips.
3: Yeah, I'm going Clips too. Yeah.
0: I, I like I like the drama, though. And these we got the Spurs and the Thunder play what three more times? Don't they have three, Don't they have like three more games against each other?
2: I think two more. I mean, listening.
0: Spurs and the War. Yeah, Spurs and the Warriors played three times.
2: Yeah, the Warriors
1: have played
0: three times. Yeah, I mean, we listen. We've got we got some good basketball to watch. Um, our, sure. The NBA's version of March Madness, if you will. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. So I'll catch you guys on the other side, boys. Appreciate JJ Redick hanging out with us at All Star Weekend. Um, we hope his podcast doesn't gain too much ground on us. Uh,
2: oh, Rick, I need after we get finished. I need some smoothie advice from you. <laughs> some smoothie advice. I okay. have to go to my kids' preschool today and make smoothies.
3: Okay. <laughs> Lots of sugar. Need, I also need the the selection committee to make sure Mammoth basketball makes it into the tournament. Why? At the MAC. Cause they lost Tiona in the championship game, but they won the regular season, and they're like twenty seven and six or something, or seven now maybe. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see them in the tournaments. My roommate from college, King Rice. King Rice. Yeah, they deserve to get in. Holla! So. We need to
0: have King Rice on the podcast if they get in.
3: Oh my gosh, He tells stories. Yeah,
0: we need to get we need to get some inside scoop from King Rice. All right, cool. Holla. All right, we'll see you next year. I mean, next week. <laughs> right here on the
2: Hangtime Podcast. Later.
3: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Hangtime Podcast. To download more episodes of the show, visit the iTunes Music Store. And be sure to check out the Hangtime blog on NBA.com. And as always, Seekuna Matai.